1: Hello, hello. Thank you for tuning in. This is Joshua Sasso with Freedom Flesher Church and Sons of God Ministries International, and you are listening to the prophetic voice of our time. I am so excited to be talking with you all again today. There is so much God is doing in the earth. As you know, we here at Freedom Flesher Church are preparing to celebrate Passover, which is something that Jesus told us to celebrate in remembrance of Him because He's our Passover Lamb. And we as Christians, would do well to remember it and even celebrate it. The Lord said, you're going to celebrate this festival forever. And so we actually celebrate the Passover, and we do it in remembrance of Jesus. And we talk about how Jesus, during the Last Supper, you know, it wasn't a regular communion. They were celebrating Passover, And it's because Jesus is our Passover lamb, and he took all the promises of God, he took all the prophetic words of the prophets, and he fulfilled them. And so that's something that is so amazing and it's so exciting, and I would really encourage you all to do the same. Now, God is really doing a lot of things in the earth, and I encourage you, we always have to remember that we, as Christians, we don't focus on the darkness, We don't focus on, you know, the bad things that the wicked are doing. It's our job to be the light. It's our job to be the solution to the wickedness in the world. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, verse 14, You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden, neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. You see, if we're spending our time complaining about how bad things are getting, if we're spending our time focusing on how bad things are getting, focusing on the bad news, we're not actually doing what Jesus commanded here, which is letting our light shine. We're not actually being productive for the kingdom of God. And our duty is to actually bring in the will of God. Jesus, when he told us how to pray, he said, "'Father, thy will be done here on earth as it is in heaven.'" So it's part of our job to actually work towards manifesting God's will here on earth as it is in heaven. We're bringing heaven down. And something that God is looking to manifest, Okay, he's going to manifest his glory. He wants to manifest his glory here in the United States of America and it's going to spread around the world. And when this happens... What is going to manifest is that the name of the Lord, it's going to be held in a high regard. The name of Jesus will be held in high regard. That people are going to see God as something to be revered, something to be respected, something to be honored and glorified. That's what God is looking to manifest in the world. All the nations are going to confess. All the nations are going to have to recognize, Okay. And we, as Christians, will play a role in that and giving glory and honor to God. And you have to stop and think about what that means, okay? Because we say, you know, may all the glory be to God. May all the honor be to God. We say those very often. But when you stop and think about it, okay, you have to think about what it means. And what it means is that the peoples of all the world... When they hear somebody start talking about God, start talking about Jesus, they're going to recognize, oh yeah, that God is all-powerful. That God is the most worthy, the most honorable, the most holy of any God, right? Because he's the one true living God. It's something that will command such respect and reverence in the hearts of the people. And that is something that God wants to manifest here on the earth, that we As his body will take a part in manifesting through our obedience to Christ. It's going to be through our obedience that we are going to manifest it. And that is part of our job. That is the reason why focusing on the bad things is not productive. Because if we get all stirred up and angry and we're starting to complain a lot, right? We're not listening to the voice of God. (laughs) Right? We're not listening to God's direction and implementing it. We're just getting angry and we're complaining a lot. It's not actually productive. But let me circle back to this. Through our obedience, what is going to manifest is that the name of God is going to be held in high regard. It says in Isaiah chapter 2, In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's temple will be established as the highest of the mountains. It will be exalted above the hills, and all nations will stream to it. Many peoples will come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the temple of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways, so that we may walk in his paths. You see, people from all the nations, they're going to come to the mountain of the Lord, because they want to know the ways of God. They want to get to know him, and they want to know how to do things his way. Is that not his name being highly revered and respected? And that's what will happen when God is able to manifest this transfer of influence and affluence to the body of Christ. His name will be held in high regard, and people are going to want to know his ways. And then it continues on, okay? So, come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the temple of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways, so that we may walk in his paths. The law will go out from Zion, the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He will judge between nations. He will settle disputes for many people. They will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will not take up sword against nation, nor will they train for war anymore. Then there's this call to action. It says, come descendants of Jacob, which is us, right? We're now adopted sons and daughters of Abraham. Come descendants of Jacob. Let us walk in the light of the Lord. And that is what we need to do. We need to walk in the light of the Lord. Everywhere we go, we're the light. Right, And that is part of the reason why we say so often here at Freedom Fellowship Church that there is no separation between your daily life and full-time ministry. Right, Because a lot of Christians have this idea, if I go into full-time ministry, it means I'm preaching, I'm in the mission field. No. If you're a Christian, if you believe in God and have received salvation, you're in full-time ministry. The way that you live your life is your ministry. And you are obligated to be that shining light wherever you go. You're going into the workplace. You're supposed to be a light there. Right? God sends you to school. You're supposed to be a light there. You're hanging out with friends. You're supposed to be a light there. You're going to some family reunion. You're the light in that situation. We as Christians are supposed to be the solution, right? Which is why us sitting around and complaining is not productive. Because we're actually supposed to provide the solution to those problems that we're complaining about. Understand is that we as the church, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is going to give His church solution to complicated problems, societal problems, political problems, national problems. Okay. And what will happen is that as the body of Christ steps into that obedience and they're following God and God is showing them how to be the solution, people are going to look at the church and they're going to see just how influential we are, just how powerful we are. And this is why signs and wonders have to follow us. Okay. Just having good preaching. Just having good doctrines and, oh yeah, that was a good service. I had goosebumps. That's not good enough. We have to operate in power. We have to operate in the miraculous. That is why the scripture tells us these signs will follow them that believe. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. They will speak in other tongues. They will cast out demons. We're supposed to operate in the miraculous. That's supposed to be what separates us from non-believers. So we have to strive towards the supernatural. It's not good enough for us just to, oh, that was a good preaching. That's not good enough. We have to be those that are the solution to the problems people are facing in the world. We have to be. You know, when God called Joseph to Egypt, Joseph recognized that God had brought him there To be the solution. You see, at first, he just thought he was being mistreated, right? His brothers, out of jealousy, sold him into slavery. But, as a slave, what happened? He was the most productive, the most trustworthy worker in Potiphar's house, right? More efficient than everybody else, harder worker than everybody else, more trustworthy than everybody else, okay? And so Potiphar puts him as head of his household, right? even though Joseph had every right to complain. He had every right to be bitter and upset. Because let's face it, okay, you might not like your job, but I think it's safe to say that Joseph's situation was much worse, right? None of us can say that we're actual slaves. Joseph didn't have a choice. So, we as Christians, we're supposed to be the most productive, the most efficient, and the most brilliant people, because we had the Holy Spirit working in us, right? So it's not even the, our own revelation; it's the Holy Spirit revealing things to us, okay? And then later on, Joseph he gets falsely accused and thrown into prison, even though he's innocent. And at the same time, he had every right to complain, right? I wouldn't have blamed him. I would say, yeah, that's not fair. But even in that prison, he was the most trustworthy that the prison guards put him in charge over his section, right? People are recognizing the hand of God upon Joseph. That, yeah, okay, whatever he puts his hands to, it's always successful. Whatever he works on, man, it's always above and beyond, right? And so we know how the story goes, right? The, the Pharaoh has this dream that disturbs him and nobody is able to interpret the dream until one of his servants tells him about this dude named Joseph that he met in the prison that was able to interpret dreams. And then, you know, he calls and summons Joseph and Joseph says, it's not me, the interpretation belongs to God and God alone, right? Now, when the Lord gave Joseph this interpretation the interpretation was that there was going to be seven years of prosperity and abundance followed by seven years of famine that would make the abundant years seem insignificant in comparison. And so the Pharaoh ended up appointing Joseph as his prime minister, the second in command, over the land. Why? Because Joseph, through the power and inspiration of God, had the solution for Egypt. There was a crisis coming to that nation. And God had handpicked Joseph to bring about the solution. And not only that, he handpicked Joseph to save the Egyptian people and all the surrounding nations. Because the scripture says that the famine was so severe that all of the surrounding nations came to Egypt because that was the only place they could buy food. So, through Joseph being trustworthy... And following the leading of God, he saved the world. God used him to save Egypt and all the surrounding nations, including his own family, from this famine. Okay, So Joseph, in obeying God, was the solution the world needed. He had the plan straight from God to take on this cataclysmic issue that Egypt and the rest of the world was facing. You see, Joseph himself even recognized this. When he reveals himself to his brothers and he reveals his identity, that he is in fact the brother that they sold. It says in Joseph, chapter 45, verse 3, it says, Then Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Does my father still live? But his brothers could not answer him, for they were dismayed in his presence. And then Joseph said to his brothers, Please come near to me. So they came near. Then he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. But do not, therefore, be grieved or angry with yourselves because you sold me here. For God sent me before you to preserve life. For these two years the famine has been in the land, and there are still five years in which there will be neither plowing nor harvesting. And God sent me before you to preserve a posterity for you in the earth, and to save your lives by a great deliverance. So it was not you who sent me here, but God. And he has made me a father to Pharaoh, and lord of all of his house, and ruler throughout all the land of Egypt." See, Joseph recognized, I was sent here to preserve life. I was sent here to bring deliverance to the people of Egypt, to you, and to all the surrounding nations. He recognized that God had sent him there for a greater purpose, and God is sending the body of Christ to every major industry to be the light. He's sending us there. we got to be the solution, guys, which is why We get out of our head. We're not complaining. We're not focusing on the darkness. We're focusing on being the light that's going to drive back the darkness. And understand, when God elevated Joseph to this position, the people had to revere him, right? I mean, how could they not? This is the guy that saved us from seven years of famine. And look at him. He's giving all the glory and honor to God. God sent me here to do this. So, in Joseph's obedience, right, the name of God, the Most High, was exalted. So, in the same way, our obedience will lead to the name of God being exalted. In Isaiah chapter 60, it says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. God's glory is supposed to rise upon us, his church. And then it says in verse 2, See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the people. Does that not sound like today? Right? Darkness covering the earth, thick darkness all over the people, right? But the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears all over you nations will come to your light and the kings to the brightness of your dawn you see here in isaiah it tells us yes darkness covers the earth yes many people are living in this darkness but the glory of the lord is coming upon you his church and as we obey god as we follow these instructions god is going to elevate his church in power glory because his glory is going to be upon his church and now nations are going to come to the light of the church they're going to come and kings are going to come to the brightness that is shining from his people so it's time for the glory to manifest on the church you want the nations transformed that's what needs to manifest People have to take notice. Because right now, understand, the world doesn't see the church as something as powerful. The world does not see the church as something as formidable. Oh, oh yeah, they just go in there and they sing their, their worship songs and that's it, right? Because the church isn't operating in power. We're not operating in miracle signs and wonders. But if the glory of the Lord manifests on his church, if it comes upon us in power... And we start healing the sick. We start driving back the darkness, being the solution that the world needs to see. They will have to recognize us as something formidable, as something powerful and influential. And not only that, many people are going to come to the light from the example that we set. And so that's something very exciting, guys. I'm really excited to see what God plans to do in the body of Christ, through our obedience to Him. And I really hope that you catch some of this. And the way to get it, guys, the way that you're going to begin to manifest this in your life is you just go into the secret place and you start chasing after God and obeying Him. Again, we're focusing on the light. We're focusing on the promise of God, not on the darkness, Let the vile continue to be vile, let the wicked continue to be wicked, but let the righteous continue to be righteous. Focus on God, chase after God, because the darkness is only a temporary thing, because we are going to drive it back. We're going to drive it back. So don't fret about it. You know, Moses, when he would go up to the mountain, Mount Sinai, and talk to God face to face, when he would come down the glory of God was shining from his face. He just had light emanating from his face because he was in the presence of God. That's the glory of God coming upon him. And that was just one man, Moses. Imagine if we had five or 10 people that really basked in the glory of God, right? Really had the glory of the Lord come upon them and they started moving in power. Those few people And they could turn the world upside down. That's the way it goes, guys. They could completely transform the world. Because darkness can't do anything about the light. And where Satan gets you is he tricks you. He gets you to confess words of doubt, words of unbelief. Because he gets you to focus on the darkness. And your flesh will do that too. It'll get you to focus on the circumstances rather than on God. Hey, because as long as you're focused on God, Satan can't touch you. He can't do anything. It's only when we step out of the covenant, when we step out of obedience, that we no longer have that protective covering. Okay? So, I really hope that this has encouraged you guys to stay focused. God has promised us that this nation is going to see the most righteous government that it's ever had in its history. So we have to decide for ourselves, are we going to take him at his word? So we are going to manifest his will on earth as it is in heaven. So his glory is going to be everywhere. Start obeying God. Start listening to the instructions that he's given you and start implementing now. And start Spending time with God, man. He's really looking for people that are going to love on him. Amen. So I want to read this scripture again for you because this is going out to all of us in the church. Those of us that are going to take it and start implementing and being the solution. You can ask the Holy Spirit how to be the solution where you are now. Remember, if you're a Christian, you're in full-time ministry. So you're in full-time ministry wherever you go. So it's your job to be the light where you are. You're the solution. Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1 through 3. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you, and His glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. That is what God is looking to manifest here on earth as it is in heaven. So I hope you guys take a hold of that and begin implementing now. Amen. And don't forget, okay, so here at Freedom Fellowship Church, we are celebrating Passover with Jesus as our Passover lamb. And I would encourage all of you to do the same. And as always, if you enjoyed this broadcast and you want to support this ministry, then I encourage you to go to our website, SOGMI.org, and hit the donate button. We are supported by listeners just like you, and you can also subscribe to this radio show. We're on Spotify, we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, basically every major podcast platform just give a quick search for The Prophetic Voice of Our Time and subscribe using your favorite podcast platform to get all the latest episodes and listen to previous episodes of this broadcast. Again, my name is Joshua Sasso with Freedom Fellowship Church and Sons of God Ministries International, and you've been listening to The Prophetic Voice of Our Time. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, God bless you. sogmi.org that is s o g m i.org that's where you can listen to previous episodes of this podcast and even support this broadcast we're supported by listeners just like you so if you want to support this ministry you can go to sogmi.org and hit the donate button you can also send a check to po box 1579 houston texas 78023 again that is po box one five seven nine, Lotus, Texas, seven eight zero two three.